So welcome back to another episode of Spare Time Talent Show. So today in this episode, we are going to talk about digital career, personal brand, and content, and all such stuff. Now the thing is, every six out of ten people are opting for digital courses, digital career, digital marketing. Now why is it happening so? What's the scope of it in the future? Why is it so trendy? Why everyone is building their own personal brand? Let's break down all those questions in this episode. And for this, we today have an incredible guest connected from Australia herself. Through Zoom with us, her name is Petra Singh, and she is a strategic personal branding coach and also a speaker, consultant, and also a beautiful host of a podcast channel called as Future of Work Campus. So, taking this conversation forward, please welcome Petra on Spare Time Talent Show. A warm welcome to you, Petra, on this show. So let's start with sharing what's your podcast all about future of work campus. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and I love the topic that we are discussing because it's very relevant um and definitely something that not many know the ins and outs. So I'm really looking forward to to pick it apart. Now the future of work campus, it actually is a quote unquote byproduct of the covid-19 virus because what happened last year was that so many of my candidates from my recruitment times which was you know already 3 years ago said they've either been stood down they've been made redundant or they want to take this opportunity to do something different but they didn't know what else to do and then they asked me what are good careers to prepare for the future of work how can we stay relevant and what i've also experienced from teaching at different universities and higher education schools was that there is often a mismatch between what is taught to what is required in the quote unquote real world and this is how i came up with the concept of the future of work campus so we equip professionals with skills that are required in this fast changing world of work mainly soft skills like communication conflict resolution but also how to build your online presence how to network the right way and we do this by bringing in experts from the industry who live and breathe this area of expertise every single day and on top of that we also teach how you can actually market and sell your point of difference your personal brand online because it's one thing to have all those qualifications it's another thing to be able to communicate it in a way that resonates with those decision makers and this is what the future of work campus is all about it connects traditional learning and academia with the real world and what's required right now. Oh, that's it. Wonderful. So where did this idea came from like it was pre-planned or you just you just went with the flow? It was not planned at all. I never wanted to do a membership in my life. But what <laughs> happened was I developed an online course for all of my candidates who lost their job or who want to do something different and there's nothing out there that helps you to transition careers. So first we started with what we called agile career course, so finding out what are your strengths um what is the market demand how can you even read market trends and develop careers and opportunities based on what's um relevant right now and how can you then position yourself and then once we finished those five weeks together everyone asked so what's next and i said there is no next i didn't plan anything next and this is when i realized this is an ongoing topic here we need to constantly de- develop and evolve in our career and skill development because that's the only way how we can stay relevant and this was how the future of work campus was born oh that's great it's a proper journey then <laughs> <laughs> it was but you know i think 
also as horrible as COVID-19 is, it also opens up new opportunities for those to embrace, to see what we can actually do. And for me, being here in Australia, as you mentioned, more specifically in Brisbane, Queensland, it is a very much a face-to-face -face state. People want to have personal contact before they do business with you. So it was a bit of a slower start, how we can actually build the businesses. However, now being able to offer an online platform, we can connect with people all over the world and we don't have to have the face-to-face -face interaction. Exactly. Yes. Like we are connecting right now. <laughs> exactly. And this is the best thing because the future of work is all about not just learning from this one person, but learning with and from each other. And this is how we can fast track our own learning experience. Yeah, that's wonderful. So like you are posting so consistently on Instagram, then one question pop out in my head that uh, why people are so opting for personal brand and like what's the difference between brand and personal brand? That's a good question. Well, your brand is your point of differentiation. It is okay. an experience or a memory that others have with you. So you want to be known for something bigger than your job title. So for example, we've been seeing for quite a few years already that technology can replace certain professions, for example, mm. accountants, even though they're very highly regarded profession, but it follows a step-by-step -step process. So you don't want to be known as an accountant because that means you're easily replaceable by somebody who is cheaper, faster, you name it. You want to be known for a personal personality and traits and characteristics that no one else can compete with because all of a sudden when you are known as the most reliable the most um creative the um you know something more personally known as a trait you can use those skills and use that in other industries or professions that are relevant at that stage so yeah this is what a brand is all about and it doesn't matter if it's a company brand or a personal brand. It still goes the same way. What are those values that you want to be associated with and also what you want to portray? What do you want to be known for? Okay, so coming back to the topic again, uh, I just want to ask you in this sort of situation, in this COVID post-pandemic situation, what do you think, what career you would suggest to pursue anyone, irrespective of their someone's interest or passions? In? Well, that's a great question. And so many are concerned that they don't find quote-unquote the right career for them and I always say you know based on research we see and based on the technology trends you're not just going to have one job for the rest of your life you probably have five different careers not even just different jobs but proper different careers which means you need to change more frequently you don't yes. need to find quote-unquote the one thing because you're going to evolve anyway so what you want to try and focus on is identify what is it that you're naturally good at what is it that people come to you for but also what is it that you enjoy and what you're naturally interested in that you could do 24 7 so it could be um you know you realize that people come to you because of your great organization skills everyone asks you to organize their kids parties their family parties so you know you are good with organizing you're good with people you're good with spreadsheets you're good with time management you're good with delegating these are traits and characteristics that you can apply in project management um, roles, for example, but also as an account manager in an agency. So it's about taking it a step deeper and see what kind of qualities is it that I use on a day-to-day -day basis, also in my personal environment, not just in a professional setting. And how can I make that a career? 
how can I make money with that? Because people are looking for those kind of qualities. And this is also much easier, especially if we don't have the experience yet in this industry or profession to fall back and say, you know, over the last three years, I've organized like 50 parties. It doesn't matter if it was for my friends and family or it was in a professional setting because it still follows the same rules. And with that, you can storytell. And this is exactly what sets you apart from everyone else who's got all the qualifications, who's got all the years of experience, but no one can compete with your story. And then at the other hand, looking a little bit more pragmatic, you also want to look into trends. So digital roles don't go anywhere, but they are evolving. Like I started my career as a marketing manager and the task that I was looking after back then versus what marketing managers do now, they're pretty different. Like we did billboard advertisement and TV commercials and radio. How many organizations are actually doing this anymore? Hardly any. There are now social media uh, platforms, digital communications, Facebook lives and so forth. I didn't do this. So it's all about being also and staying curious what right. is happening in the industry. Right. But why people are moving towards, there is a huge shift between digital. I mean, uh, why you think digital career will mostly make it in the future rather than other most of the career? Yes. Well, because um, technology just fast tracks trends and we are getting used to the convenience that comes with digital and technology. So people also change their consumer behavior and the expectations on organizations. And if organizations can't meet those expectations, they are eventually going bankrupt. So what organizations are looking for is those up and coming skills that they can then use to create a commercial outcome, a service or a product or a platform, whatever it might be. So this is why it's so important, especially if we are in the digital marketing or the technology space, to constantly stay curious and also think laterally. I'm not sure if you've heard the term lateral thinking. It's about identifying what works in one industry or profession and also understand why and how can I apply it in my industry or company or in my profession. So, for example, I always take Netflix as one of the my North Stars. What are you doing right? They are growing rapidly because they are personable. So you can determine what you're watching, when you're watching it. It is affordable. It is entertaining. Yes. Uh, and this is what keeps our attention. So how can we apply that concept to education? Because we know we have to learn more. How can we make it more personal and not just have one curriculum applied to every single person, no matter where they are? How can we make it also enjoyable? How can we keep people's attention? And how can we make it affordable? Because so many higher education, especially universities, also here in Australia, they are so expensive. And so many degrees are irrelevant in the next 10 or so years. So why would we spend you know, $60,000 on a degree that doesn't actually get you anywhere. So how can we change, how can we apply what works in one industry and apply it in another industry? And this is how we can innovate without having to recreate their wheel from scratch, but simply apply this tested and proven concepts and principles. Okay. But there are a huge lot of things. Uh, it's a huge segment of digital career if we went into. So like, what do you think, what has the more chance or more scope? Like in digital marketing, there is SEO and a whole lot of stuff. So what do you think, which you must uh, have a uh, have a stand on in a digital career? What is that career or what is that segment according to you? So I think in digital, it's all about those human skills that we can apply. So content creation is a big 
opportunity because we still come up with new ideas, with creativity, with new designs and concepts. So how can we apply that in this one of the fastest and um, fastest growing industries, content marketing, um, but also analytics. It's not about running reports and having more data. It's about making sense out of the data and then apply it and turn information into insights. So what can, does it come down to? Again, critical thinking. It's a human trait. So even though I use technology, I use my human skill set in a different way to get even more out of it. Right. Um, so content, analytics, but then also product development. I think this is one of the fastest growing professions out there because it connects actually three skill sets. It's creativity. So how can a product look like and how could I market it? But also technology or the technical side of things. What do I need to do to make it work? Plus commercial understanding. What the, how many units do we need to sell to actually get out there? Who would be strategic partners who we can liaise with to spread it even further? So there are three skill sets that, that get, go into product development. Again, very human traits, but it's all about the connectivity of ideas and thinking and people with each other. Um, so yeah, if I would have to pick any of those three, it would be those. Okay, that's great. So uh, talking about content, I got clicked about the content creation workshop, which you held recently on your site, I guess. Actually, yes. unfortunately, I didn't got a chance to attend that. So can you uh, just throw some glance that what happened in that workshop? Absolutely. I've realized that so many, especially different technology professionals struggle with putting themselves out there. They struggle with marketing and selling themselves. Yeah, true. You know everything, but when it comes to pitching themselves or showing that they are really good at what they're doing, there's nothing. Okay. So this is when I came up with the idea, how about we run a content workshop for the month ahead because it also takes out the guessing in the second you have to post something and we're all busy thinking on the spot on something amazing that's ed educational, inspiring, entertaining. It's hard. So yes. what we do in this monthly workshop, we plan content for the entire months ahead. So what okay. we do, we look into three different stages. First, what are the themes for the month ahead? So thinking of May, what are key themes and trends depending on where you are? So in the Northern Hemisphere, spring is coming. We can talk about spring cleaning, getting rid of old files, for example. So we want to tap into consumers' mind. Here in Australia, for example, we're getting into autumn and winter. So we've got a different um, spin on it. Then we look into personal key dates or professional key dates. Do we have an anniversary? Um, what happened last year? What's been big changes? Do we have a promotion coming up that we want to talk about? Do we have an event coming up? Do we have a big launch that we want to get people excited about? So we also want to look at those key dates. And then lastly, the third part, we feel the rest content pillars, meaning what are the three to five big content topics that I as a personal brand want to be associated with? And I also need to alternate content types that I put out there that I'm not getting boring. So if I would only educate about the three mistakes, the five steps to the one thing to never miss, people are getting over it. So I also need to alternate it with conversation, left or right true or false, simple answers to keep the algorithm also happy. And then lastly, it's also about putting some personality in there. What kind of personal stories or experiences can you share 
that would connect you with your audience and make you more personable and also more memorable because everyone can educate but again nobody can compete with your story so this is how we map out an entire month of content and we will never run out of ideas okay but in case when people run out of ideas so what's the strategy you apply to create a content and how consistent is learning yes our uh, consistency is so important this is i always say the quality of output depends on the quality of input so it yeah. all starts with firstly knowing what your three to five content pillars are and sticking to them so mm-hmm. for example for me it is personal branding future of work linkedin and you know learning and development if i would talk about sunscreen and then dogs and then food and then gym people wouldn't know what i'm all about so exactly. even though i'm interested that in a personal sense i'm not sharing that So I know those four big topics. What kind of podcasts do I need to subscribe to? What kind of books can I read? What kind of influencers and authorities can I follow? What kind of hashtags are relevant to get the right content in? And it's also then setting up a filing system where you save those ideas. So when it comes down to content creation time, you can fall back on something and don't have to start with a clean slate. And you know, hardly anyone, even the most creative people on this planet, wouldn't start with a blank sheet and try to come up with something amazing it doesn't happen <laughs> but like you said you are planning for so much of content and i believe ki every work gets monotonous uh, as the time passes right so what is that motivation that helps you to do so about a daily content because but obvious numbers never motivate right and also as a creator <laughs> it must never so what yes. is that something which helps you to stick to this all those things yeah well great question i'm never motivated either I've got routines that I'm not questioning. <laughs> you know, I've got early mornings. I'm not always motivated to get up, but my routine gets me up. So this is also why I bulk produce content and batch content. So when I sit down for a couple of hours, I do the entire months already ahead because I know it can get busy. I can get unmotivated. So I'm just putting those, you know, 2 hours aside and purely dedicated to content creation. So we don't leave it to chance if I feel like doing it. It's just what I'm doing because I know how important consistency is to build your brand. Mm-hmm. Also, why does McDonald's or um Coca-Cola or Apple why do they never stop advertisement even though they're one of the most well-known yes, brands worldwide? Yes. Exactly. It's all about staying top of mind. So I can't show up 3 weeks in a row, you know, 6 times a day posting and then nothing for 3 months. people are like hmm, what's what's wrong here so you mm-hmm. can't build this trust and this consistent showing up and this is exactly what builds relationships so this is why i have missed a post in probably like 6 years or 7 years <laughs> okay okay i was just wondering who is a personal brand in this advertisement world like my personal favorite is of course netflix then there are many thing uh, gary with my main personal brand marketer i really love him and his content so what about you Oh, there are many. So I think um, Amy Porterfield is one of um, you know my heroes because <laughs> what she does so well is she dissects every complex topic and make it makes it very step by step. And this is what I enjoy. This is how I learn. First you do this, then you do this, and then you finish up with this summary. So it's also this you know constant. a repetition of the same message but it takes us like 7 to 15 times to hear the same message to actually remember it 
and I think it's a great learning style. So I learn a lot how I can share my message without getting boring while still having the repetition from her. Okay. Um, Jasmine Starr, she's great. She shows up every day with reels and videos and lives. You know, she's constantly out there, even though she's a massive introvert and I'm a massive introvert. So it's just <laughs> very inspirational. Yes, that, you know, those people show up and you can learn from those people. So there are quite a few exceptional personal brands out there who we can learn from. Yeah, that's great. So one last question and we'll wrap up after this. So as the show goes, uh, spare time talent. So what you do in your spare time, which helps you to keep productive? Oh, many things. So um, I love exercising for two reasons. Yes, it keeps my body um, fit, but also it keeps me sane. So I go to the gym, I go for runs, I swim because this is where I come up with the best ideas. It's usually when I get stuck with work or a project and I just don't have the answer, I get my body moving because it also helps you to get blood flowing and this keeps everything you know, active. So I exercise a lot, but I always say the gym is my second office because this is where most of my work gets done. Um, and also, you know, taking notes. So sometimes the best ideas come when you don't expect it. So you want to have your phone ready or a notepad ready to simply write it down. So when it comes down to, say, content creation or solving a problem for a project that you've been working on, you've got it ready. And right. um, yeah, this is my way how I can stay productive. And of course, probably lastly, it's also dedicating time to do certain things. So I've got two days where I don't have client-facing tasks to do. So I can create content, I can record podcasts, I can, you know, develop content for online courses, but it's not necessarily client-facing because this is a different kind of problem-solving mode that I would be in. So it's also knowing what strains you, your energy, what energizes you, and how can you create a workflow that actually keeps you kind of in balance. That's great. That's great. Really wonderful. Because you are so busy, still you manage to do all those things. That's great. So that's it. Yeah. Uh, thank you for being on the show. And guys, uh, oh. do listen to podcast. A podcast is best. I have heard one of these uh, podcasts. And I will post all the social in the description below. So you can get in touch with her. So that's it. Uh, thank you. Do you want to ha- ask something or have something to say on the show? Yeah. No. Uh, I'm really uh, very grateful that I could be on the show and that you're sharing this message because I think what you're doing, everyone needs to hear and the earlier you can start taking control over your career, invest in yourself because this is the best investment you can ever have, the better you will be off. So thank you for, you know, stepping up and taking the lead here and inspiring so many. Thank you. Thank you so much. Let's hope so. It happens soon. It will. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's it. Then thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah.